I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between Yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Hello, howlers, and welcome to welcome back to Agents of Shieldcast. We're back, bitches. <laughs> I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me tonight is the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the astronomical, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm good, yes. Feeling uh, interstellar today? Should yes, yeah, interstellar. <laughs> Co- cosmic, uh, the cosmic rays are uh, coursing through your body. Yep, yep. Off to, off to find the red sun. <laughs> So, uh, shields back, man. At some point, and maybe we'll put it, maybe we'll add it. We were going to do the, the aunt milf, uh, spoiler cast tonight as well, but it's late. And with everything that happened with shield this week and news and us being gone for a few weeks, there's, where there's not enough time. So we're going to do a separate aunt milf spoiler cast maybe, uh, later this week. So yep. you'll, you'll be able to get that. But maybe maybe I'll actually go back and watch the parts I slept through a second time, Andy, because <laughs> <laughs> I now have it on uh, 4K HDR. I got a Black Friday deal. I was able to pick it up uh, in 4K for like 15 bucks. Nice. So I, I I do have the movie. Uh, I did get to see it again. I I mean I don't know where we should start. It's been a while since we've been able to do this between my vacation, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, the Christmas. Sh- uh, you you're in retail, so you're getting just mm. hammered right now. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Finding a time to do a show has been a challenge, uh, but Shield was back, and we definitely knew we had to do one tonight. We still got to do our uh, 32nd uh, season recap at some point. Oh, Jesus, yeah, I forgot we, <laughs> we didn't even get to that. <laughs> well, we thought we were going to at least get a show or two in between uh, when after I left and now. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> no, so... We owe you guys that. We may, maybe we'll uh, put the maybe it'll be the Aunt Milf and season four spoiler cast. Yeah, we could probably do that because that's that doesn't take that very long. That takes ten minutes. Yeah, and it's horrible. <laughs> so maybe we'll put it over there. We'll do that first, you know, and then uh, and that that way for those that haven't seen Spider Man and don't want it spoiled. They can hear our our horrible season four recap, and then stop listening hmm. until they go see Aunt Milf the movie. <laughs> so, um, 
but we'll get into that and uh, we'll save that for another thing. We got news. Um, I guess we should probably start before uh, uh, just I went on a Marvel cruise and I think people might actually want to know what the hell happens on a Disney Marvel cruise. Yeah, I was very curious. Um, I did see some of the pictures that you posted, and I I liked the bed sheets they gave you. Those were cool. That was awesome, man. Um, There was um, a nice throw blanket on the bottom of the bed. Um, actually, I I think that's yeah, I think that's the one we got to take home with us. Um, we paid extra for some uh, Marvel stuff, and we got. Um, a throw blanket and a pillow, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, that that blanket was ours. Um, and then you know they had a lot of good Marvel Day at Sea swag in the store. I picked up a, a bunch of it. Um, I'm a I am a Disney pin collector, so uh, they had exclusive Marvel Day at Sea. Uh, pins. Mm-hmm. I bought them all. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, you know me. I, I'm kind of OCD and a completionist on things like that. Um, and then um, basically, I th- think for the most part, all they showed were Marvel movies on the cruise the entire time. They have uh, two theaters on the boat. You know, one's like for One's a big one where they can do like huge 3D IMAX style quality uh, um, films, and it's also you know Broadway. You know they do uh, plays and whatnot uh, during the cruise, and have musicals and things for people, the families to go see. Um, and uh, so I would say at least 90% of the movies, uh, we'll call it 75% of the movies, were all Marvel the entire cruise. So you you could see, and they didn't play them all. They did get like an entire, uh, one day was totally dedicated to Marvel and Mm -hmm. they did not have the Hulk. They did not Uh, have the Hulk. Oh, they did not have the Hulk. Um, (laughs) I think they had probably had the last 10. No, they had, uh, all the Iron Man's. I think they had all the Captain America's. Maybe they had all the Thor's and Avengers and Guardians. But I don't know about uh, Ant-Man. I remember, um, and we'll get into all the crap that I went through on the trip. I remember uh, I was when I was sick in my room, or I was in the mor- it was early morning, and I was up because I was ill. Uh, I ended up watching um, the Winter Soldier on uh, the TV on the TV in the bedroom. Um, but still uh, such a good movie that yeah 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 it was it was great seeing it again um it, they had basically two days of marvel characters walking around the ship where you could get your pictures taken with them yes you know they still have all the disney characters that they, they dedicate one day to marvel on the mm-hmm. on the boat and you know they have a special all the restaurants have a special menu. There's uh, character meet and greets. Uh, the movies are playing. Uh, oh, the Marvel trivia game. Well, my wife right. and I went to the Marvel trivia game. Mm-hmm. 
and um, we'll get into that. It does not end well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I totally forgot about that. Uh, you know, it's. Have you ever been on a cruise? Um, I have never been on a cruise, but I've been on like uh, ferry journeys that have been mo- like multiple days. So, like, they've taken, like, a day or two to get to wherever I've been going. So, there has been, like, an overnight and stuff like that in them. So, there's been, like, entertainment stuff on the ship. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. cinemas and that sort of thing. I remember watching Rob, the movie Rob Roy on a ferry to, I think it was maybe Denmark, um, when I was maybe, like, what, 12-ish? Maybe, maybe 11 or 12, and... Uh, there was a rape scene in it which was very uncomfortable to watch with my mum and dad and my even younger brother just just (laughs) on a side note i had my 13 year old nephew over today okay and we were watching previews of games on xbox Mm -hmm. and i was too lazy to put it's like i don't want to put wolfenstein in but i'll show you We, we can watch the preview the preview shows uh, the fat German girl and the guy and the guy going at it. <laughs> okay. With him, with her straddling him, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, look She's, I mean, she's fully clothed, more or less, but you know, it's like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> And now my wife's going to hear this and yell at me. Um, <laughs> well, you can't you really know, see anything in most games, like so. N- no, so you. And I know what games he plays, mm-hmm. even if his parents don't. Um, <laughs> but it was still just oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, violence is fine, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but. Getting back to the cruise, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, you know, there's twenty four seven food, drink, um, you know, there's entertainment, there's shows, you know, we got, you know, we w- went to the they uh, Disney has their own island, and you can and okay. it's that you you stop there and uh, there's a lot of activities. Um, I did three. I did. Uh, we went and fed and pet um, manta rays, stingrays, mm-hmm. which was cool. That's you quite know. cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they come up, they take the food out of your mouth or out of your hand, and uh, you get to pet them, and then they swim away, and you get to swim with uh, the whole school of them. Um, we did one of those banana boat things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know where you they you get on a giant yellow tube and they pull you behind a powerboat. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, twisted my arm the wrong way and uh, nearly fell off the thing and had to have them bring me back in. Meanwhile, my wife is screaming uh, she wants a divorce the entire time. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. Yeah. Is adventurous, <laughs> and then uh, you know. But I'm, you know, I keep forgetting I'm going to be fifty in uh, a month, and uh, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden I just bounced the wrong way. My arm turned, and it was like I can't. I, I lost my grip and almost fell off the damn thing. Mm. And then um, 
this was the this was kind of the start of 48 hours of hell for me right because uh, I also did the Jetto Vader do you know okay. what a Jetto Vader is that is that the thing that uh, you sort of wear a water jetpack thing yeah yeah so, so like, it's powered by it's powered by a jet ski yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's powered by a jet ski you're in a jet pack um and then uh, you uh, you know the it starts coursing through the you know the jet ski powers it the the water pumps through and then you have to uh, pull up on your handles and you'll rise and then what the thing is getting the ba- keeping your balance staying forward mm-hmm. uh, and learning how to adjust it you know for at first it's uh, very uh, slow. Uh, adjustments, mm-hmm. but once you're up, I didn't realize it's very fast adjustments. <laughs> so I'm about 10, 12 feet up in the air, and I'm trying to lean, keep forward, but I'm starting to fall backwards, and I'm trying to push forward on the things, and I'm trying to lean forward, but I still go backwards, and I fell about 10 to 12 feet into the water, wearing a helmet, cracking the back of my head, and getting a concussion. A mild concussion. You know, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit out of it. I kept with it for about another... He actually took me beyond my lesson, the time of um, that I had allotted and was working with me, but I finally said, dude, you got to take me in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I did get up a few more times, and I actually did fly the thing. It's it's cool, but it's hard. It's, it's not something you're going to pick up in 30 seconds. Yeah, I saw the video that you're... Uh that uh, your wife put up of it and it looks really difficult to control like yeah I I, I, I sometimes I have to sit down and maybe cut because she took a few of them and unfortunately a lot of them are me s- sitting in the water um, and try and like put together the, the flying parts so I have a concussion I'm also at this point barely walking because I had a gout attack Right. So this so, is why you were using the, the water jet pack, obviously, to try and yes. overcome that. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So uh, I'm hobbling around, uh, barely able to walk. I'm surprised they even let me do it because I could barely walk to the beach. Um, I get a concussion on the jet evader, and I was already not feeling great, but we think I ended up with the norovirus. Jeez. <laughs> So I'm just I, I was just a total mess for 48 hours. So the next day we're at we go to Disney and I did get to ride the Avatar rides. Okay. Flight of the Banshee's really cool. Is it worth sitting in line for 4 hours probably not, but we had special fast passes so we were able to jump uh the line because we're on the cruise ship they, you know, and your time is limited. Hmm. They yep they uh, let you cut the line on three rides. So we were able to pretty much cut the entire line for uh, Fly of the Navigator. It's a VR roller coaster is what it is without mm. the bulky VR helmet. You're uh, straddling uh, pretty much, uh, think of it like a rocking horse, mm-hmm. but you can feel it breathing and its heartbeat as you're sitting on it. Okay. And, and you're flying through Pandora. And you know they, you, you, there's wind, there's a little mist, 
but uh, you know, you don't have to have the 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 stupid headsets on. So this is more like a four D kind of experience rather than yeah, like a VR. That's quite cool. Yeah. So uh, that was cool. The Navi River ride isn't worth anything. Um, it it's a waste of five minutes, really. Even as somebody who has seen uh, the movie, it was just like, yeah, this. Well, I haven't seen the movie in years. I actually bought the Blu-ray to watch. Uh, yeah, it's boring. It's okay. it's worse than it's it's worse than uh, it's a small world. So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't bother with that. Um, actually, the Frozen ride over in Epcot. Was far superior than the Navi River ride. I'd, I'd go, I'd go ride the frozen, the frozen ride, which used to be a Viking ride and was pretty cool when it was the Vikings. But they've switched it over to Frozen, and they did a good job with it. Um, I think we did maybe one or two other rides, maybe, um, but I was just sick all day, um, and. We we went over to the Magic Kingdom. We went to uh, my wife wanted a pineapple whip, which is a special pineapple smoothie that they only make at one stand in Disney World. Okay. Or it's called a Dole Whip, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, while we're waiting, she gets a call. It's from her boss. Yeah, you know that job you used to have. <laughs> They called her while she was on vacation in Disney World to tell her tell us that her job was being eliminated. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks for I, your twenty three years of service. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you if you're gonna break the bad news, somebody like the like at least there's a lot of happy things around you to take your mind off of it, I suppose. But yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> yeah, at least I mean, it happened in the happiest place on earth, I guess. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, yeah, her her last day was Friday, so, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, uh, so, not the greatest vacation, but then, uh, the, what the, Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- Thursday was Marvel Day at Sea, uh, the official day, and it was all Marvel events, they had Doctor Strange the Musical. What? <laughs> <laughs> How That's what that I call it. it. It wasn't a musical, but it was a Doctor Strange stage stage show mm-hmm. geared towards kids more than adults. But, you know, they did some uh, Doctor Strange incantations and tricks and there was some, you know, ma- uh, magic involved. And, you know, it was a way to kill 45 minutes. So, you um, know, it was all right. Um, got my picture taken with a lot of, uh, Marvel characters. We got, you know, we, we didn't think we, we were told Groot was sold out, but we got in on, uh, we got a picture with Groot. I was walking around with my Venom uh, hoodie, which everybody loved. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, there was the Marvel trivia contest. Yeah. So what was this? It was like, um, yeah, it was, it was basically, uh, 
you know, the entire room was involved and, you know, there's probably a hundred people in the room and, you know, you would write down your answers and, uh, they would, ta- and then they tabulated them. And then the top 10, uh, were, are, I don't, you know, I think you had buzzers or something to keep score or something. And then, uh, the top 10 were invited to come up on stage and both my wife, my, both my wife and I made the top 10. <laughs> well, I mean, as you should, you know, like being one of the agents of shield cast yeah yeah (laughs) so and then it's uh sudden death you know um answer wrong you're out Hmm. and i and you know we got through about five or six questions one of them first of all they were wrong uh what was the question they were wrong about well everybody got it wrong and i googled it after uh, how long is Kunlun? O- how long is the gate to Kunlun open till? How long is it open? Well, I mean, it's not been covered in the MCU uh, as of yet. The thirteen years, I think they they've kind of postulated. I, I think it said fourteen or fifteen years. Right. Or what? How how often does it open? Every fourteen? I think it it's something like fourteen or fifteen years. I forget now. Um, but and based on what I saw on Google, I was right. But I think he said it was ten, hmm. and and everybody got it wrong, so we were all kept uh, stayed up. Um, the next question: What's Peter Parker's middle name? <laughs> what is it? Without googling, I mean, without without googling, I I would guess that it's Ben. But you would have guessed right. Yeah, yeah you guessed right. Yeah. I guess Joseph for some okay. reason. <laughs> so, but my wife guessed right. Okay. So she got to stay up, and I was eliminated. <laughs> and then they went to the final round with like the final three, mm-hmm. and uh, it was speed questions, but mm-hmm. they were all uh, they were. I would say ninety percent of them were. I don't. I don't even think she got was able to buzz in on one of them. First of all, there was a serious comic uh, guy there. Mm-hmm. I was going to call him a nerd, but yeah. I mean, he's I one mean, of our people, I guess. Yeah, I can. yeah. I mean, I mean, you kind of we do a show about <laughs> yeah, yeah. About I a mean, comic, a comic book hot TV kettle, show and, yes. And, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but he was pretty hardcore. Um, he knew the two names, uh, the names of uh, Thor's two goats. Don't know that. <laughs> Youth grinder and teeth gnasher, something like that. <laughs> um, I didn't even know he had two goats, but okay. So, so I mean, th- they were hardcore questions, and mm-hmm. it was. I, I, I mean, I'm trying to mouth the answers to her <laughs> on some of them. I could have gone toe to toe with him, to an extent. Mm. It would have gotten. It would have gotten down to him and I. Um, unfortunately I was out and she was up there and I got, it was like, wow. I mean, they, they just really ramped up the difficulty to, to 11. And, uh, so needless to say, neither of us won, but my wife lasted longer than I did. So shout outs to Diane. And, uh, yeah, well well done. uh, Well done on that one. That's, that's, that's a good. It, and it I got well to, done to you both for getting to top ten, like, yeah, yeah. So it it, it was fun. Um, I saw I got to see Aunt Milf again, and I saw Ragnarok. 
And like I said, I watched Winter Soldier on the television. Um, and then we won 500 bucks at the bingo. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not all bad. Something's no, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a fun trip. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, if this is, I've only been on Disney cruises. I haven't done another uh, ship. And, you know, the nice thing about Disney is its quality and the service. And, uh, you know, they really take really good care of you. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what you are lo- looking for on a ship. I'm not somebody that uh, I, I stay away from casinos, mainly because if I started, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> um, so uh, I try to, you know, so there's not a casino on the ship. The only gambling they have is bingo. Um, it but, makes sense for Disney. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you could drop off your daughter uh, in the morning and not see her all day. I mean, they they will take they will take your kids and you, and keep them busy and have activities for them, and you can go and do whatever you want on the ship. They have a whole area that is eighteen and over only. Mm-hmm. Um, they only have mo- technically one uh, smoking area on the ship, and yes, vaping is considered smoking on a Disney ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know, but you know, it was it was uh, it after the year I've had, and uh, it's 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 just kind of nice to sit there and chill. You know, there was times where I was just kicking back, playing the switch, and uh, or you know, just sitting in a chair and uh, chilling, and or you know, just not having to work. And like I said, I was sick half the time, so uh, there, you know, which is still better than work. Um, oh but, yeah, you know, uh, and you know the food is decent, and they take really good care of you. If I, if you're looking, and you know, if, if you want to do something family oriented or Disney oriented, because I don't, uh, obviously, I didn't go there with any kids. Um, it's worth looking into uh, one of their um, their trips. You know. I mean, I don't, I don't think they do anything like that over our way, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, they but, yeah, actually it do. Good. Do they? They okay. actually do come over to. They do have European tours, and I mean, they they have a fleet. I think of four ships, and I think they're adding two more. Okay, I I, I honestly didn't realize it was something so big because I've I've never heard of it before, apart from like from hearing you talk about it. They have a water slide on on the. They had a water slide on the boat we were in. Nice. <laughs> and it was very it was a different style than the ones I'm kind of used to where you kind of like get sit in the tube and then push yourself down and mm. you know no this one uh you get into a chamber and the floor drops out oh I don't like that <laughs> nope uh the I mean it's only like a 10 second trip but it was fun <laughs> you know, I did it <laughs> You kind of like walk into a shower because it's just like this nice warm bath water as you're, as you know, you cross your arms across your chest and all of a sudden it goes three, two, one, the floor drops and we, so it was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it, it definitely something worth looking into. Uh, I did like all the Marvel stuff. I think they did a great job with that. 
There was um, a special Marvel Day at Sea banner on our bed at the uh, on Marvel Day that we got to take home with us, and nice. um, you know, I, I I now have one, two, two, because they had another uh, fleece blanket. I pretty much bought everything that said Marvel Day at Sea on the ship that. Uh, <laughs> That was before I found out my wife was losing her job. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was, um, uh, but it was a fun time. Uh, and then, you know, it's been Thanksgiving and, you know, we, we did our turkey. This year we did the Irish turkey. Because I know we talk about my turkey every year on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was that Irish turkey? Irish turkey, I basted it and injected it with Guinness. Okay, right. Yep, makes sense. And then I shoved corned beef up its ass, or corned <laughs> beef hash up its ass. Nice. And the the hash was good. Hash was real good. I made the hash from scratch, so it was nice. really good. So, um, but yeah, and then, you know, Black Friday and all that fun stuff. And I did buy, uh, I got Guardians and Spidey for the Marvel movies on 4K. And then uh, I got Wonder Woman, Blade Runner. My wife picked up Passengers. Mm-hmm. There might have been another one in there as well. So, Thanks. a couple games. What have you been up to? Uh, mostly just working, to be honest. <laughs> I did do some Black Friday stuff as well, but I'll I'll not get into that here. I've covered it on Forty so it's all there. Okay. Uh, all right. We got news. We got lots of news. Yeah, I mean, we got bits and pieces. I mean, the, definitely the the biggest thing was the the trailer that dropped this week. Yeah, well, I've seen it a couple times now. And, and it, that was a decent trailer. Like, it, it kind of just shows you that all the people are there, which you already <laughs> knew. You're like, oh, look at these all these cool things. Okay. The the one thing that was a bit confusing to me about the, about the trailer though is that, especially after I just watched uh, Spider Man Homecoming again earlier on today, and at the end of of that there is like a new suit showing off. Yeah. That he de- he declines the use of, and we'll talk about that more in the Spider Man episode. But he is wearing that suit in this trailer, so like. That doesn't quite fit in with like how this all plays out, and like if they were gonna do this, why did they not just have him take the suit and go? Okay, yeah, let's go for it. It doesn't make a lot of sense because they're gonna need to now cover that in Infinity War and waste time, which they could have just done it in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm, basically, it's gonna be uh, he's gonna go. You know, uh, Iron Man's gonna call him and he, and throw him the suit. I think that's all it will be. Yeah, but it's kind of a shame. But um, but yeah, I mean, it looks good. Special effects are all there. All the all the team mm-hmm. players are there. Actually, people I'm... were bitching about the effects. I mean, I thought they all looked absolutely fine. What were people bitching about? Um. Well, you know. Uh... I, I they didn't think they were as polished. I mean, it's only a trailer, after all. Yeah, and that's what everyone's saying. It's like, don't yeah. sweat it. This is a trailer. They got six months to clean this thing up. 
Yeah. And I mean, like, as we know, even from Marvel trailers, things that are in the trailers don't always make it into the movie. Like, look at the Spider-Man Homecoming trailers and those scenes with Spider-Man and Iron Man that are not in the movie anywhere. Yeah, true. So sometimes they do do things for, like, hype effect rather than, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is an accurate representation of the movie. But, I mean, it doesn't really tell you very much about it. It just looks like Thanos is on Earth and Avengers have to fight him. And it looks like they have they have made some sort of army. And I'm not sure who who the army is made up of. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that either. I can't quite work out whether it was like Wakandans or like people from the Savage Land or, or what. But they didn't... They certainly weren't agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anyway. No, they were not. So, but but yeah, um, but the trailer was good. Well, well worth a watch. The I think it's what the most watched like YouTube video ever within the first or trailer ever from the first twenty four hours. But that's always seems to happen anytime when a new superhero movie trailer drops. Because people go and watch it and watch it over and over again, like, mm-hmm. digging through it, looking for bits and pieces, which there isn't a whole lot of point doing in trailers. Like, I'd rather wait till the actual full thing is out and then dissect the whole thing as a completed work rather than dissecting a, like, three-minute trailer. But yeah, yeah I'm, re- I'm reading a uh, seven things uh, that you may not have noticed. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> You know, uh, I think the biggest thing that that trailer showed was uh, the Spidey sense kicking in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, when his uh, arm heels raised, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was uh, the biggest... I mean, some some of these things just turn out to be clickbait. And it's like, yes, a lot of this people could see. The other thing is, like you said, he has the suit. So, um, I don't know. I... I'm getting psyched. Yeah, it's still a while away, though. Um, they have confirmed that it is, again, releasing earlier in the UK. Yes. As opposed to uh, America. Although, that doesn't always affect things, because, uh, like, I still haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, because I've been so busy. So, I have not gone oh. to see it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So, we won't be doing that spoiler cast anytime soon. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, we've got too, too many other things to cover, anyway. Yeah, I, I have yet to watch Punisher. Uh, I I have seen most of Punisher now. Um, mm. We've we have what managed to c- uh, catch that up to about episode nine. I think we're on now. By episode nine, it's a it's a very good show. Like it's it's up there with Daredevil. I'm sure. And I'm was- not. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying not... anything else about it because I know you haven't got to watch any of it yet. So, no, but it's it's very good. Um, I'm gonna Tim Hernandez has been awesome about sending us stuff, so we're we're probably I'm not we're not gonna get into all of these. There's one I want to hit on uh, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, basically between Faggy and uh. Clark Gregg, 
doesn't seem like uh, the Avengers are ever going to learn that Coulson's alive. Nobody cares. Uh, they've moved on, and the chances of a major crossover are slim to none. Now, that being said, this is Marvel, the king mm-hmm. of red herrings. Mm-hmm. We have the 100th episode coming up. So so what episode would be episode 100 then? Uh, I have no idea. Because I, I mean, thought it would, would have been like one of these ones. I don't think it was. It, I think they will. It will be on the screen saying, uh, you know, in huge. You know, they will be saying the special one hundredth episode. Because hmm. I mean, we'd already passed hundred episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, we're We've probably passed. closer to two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so they they have wrapped. Because uh, I did see something about 100th episode the other day, and what it is is they've finished filming that. Okay. Uh, last week they, they filmed the 100th episode, so that will be must be later in the season then. Yeah, I'm going to guess somewhere by the, the end of this storyline or the beginning yeah. of the next one. Um, a few other things uh, that are uh, worth mentioning here. Oh, hold it. Tim Hernandez put up something. A, a Howard the Duck pop is coming soon. It'll be from the Contest of Champions smart, spotted on... I already have the Howard... Uh, they already did a Howard the Duck uh, one, but if there's a second Howard, I will... Bu- yes, I will buy a Howard the Duck. <laughs> so... I will have to. I will have to look for that. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, just to see if it's the same one. Oh, dude, that's awesome! I'll put it in the chat. Okay. <laughs> it's the kind. Yeah, I, I I need this. <laughs> I need this now. Um. <laughs> But uh, this is what happens when we go uh, when we go away for a couple of weeks. A lot of shit happens, yeah. I need that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. You sound like a mech duck suit thing. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. It was out of stock from this website though yeah I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere oh yeah five dollars eighty eight that seems very cheap that that does seem very cheap that that's not the normal price for a Funko is it no they're usually like ten bucks yeah they're usually like ten pounds over here so yeah anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars uh all right uh a couple other things that uh Need to mention, um, crap, where'd it go? Now, now I'm completely off my, uh, Ghost Rider will be back. Yeah, I mean, they left that thread hanging at the end of last mm-hmm. season, where Coulson owes the Ghost Rider some favor of some kind, so. Could 
God, I hate when clickbait comes or uh, they put up crap and you're trying to read an article. Um, so, uh, so at some point, uh, Ghost Rider is going to be back. Agent Carter is now on Hulu or is moving to coming over to Hulu. That's a weird move as well. Yeah, but it's Disney's only the old this. episodes. No, 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 no. But if Disney's doing this, oh, this streaming thing, like, why would they not just keep it for there? Or maybe they're going to sell it to Hulu for a year or two, mm-hmm. and, then, and then move it to the Disney one after that. I don't know. So, um, I no, we want more Ghost Rider. Hmm. We want him to get the show. Um, well, you know, we would like to see Marvel actually do a show, uh, a Ghost Rider show. Yeah, yeah, uh, they could, they could definitely do it, and maybe the Disney streaming service would be the right place for that. What what are they called? A backdoor uh, pilot? Yeah, backdoor pilot. Yeah, I mean they can't. They've pretty much already done that though mm. with last season. Yeah. Thor, this is three days old, has reached 800 million. Nice. Like I said, still haven't seen it. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel may uh, film in Louisiana, which is a little different. Usually they're in the Georgia area. Okay, we have some tweet. We have some tweets that we'll get at to the end of the show. I'm just hitting uh, the news stuff right now. Um, and I, uh, Ming Na Wen uh, kind of slipped at a convention over the weekend. Mm-hmm. She was. She was. I think she was like trying to text to. I, I read the article earlier. She was texting to. Uh, I think one of the, her co-stars, right? And talking, and somebody asked about the Inhumans. Uh, if there's going to be an Inhumans uh, crossover, she goes, mm-hmm. "I think that show's been and it caught herself." Okay. <laughs> we believe the word she was looking for is canceled. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's not really a surprise, is it? That show, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you've watched much more of it, Chip, but I think we got to about episode three, and then we're like, yeah, I can't watch this. <laughs> I mean, I will watch it, like, but it's just so bad. Yeah, we're we're gonna probably do one one show. Yeah. But yeah, um, all of the Marvel shows that I've seen with the possible exception of uh, what's it called X, I think it's called X-Mutant or Mutant X that was it, that was kind of loosely based on the X-Men like, Inhumans is by far the worst yeah it's rough it's a good premise yeah, they they just they they just crapped it out Mm mm-hmm So, uh, the we'll do it now since I have the new story up. Agents of Shield got a point seven share, mm-hmm. um, with two 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 and a half uh, million viewers. 
but you know that that's up, up that's up from what it, up from uh where it was at the end of last season and certainly up from what uh inhumans was pulling in <laughs> um, and it, this is this is kind of in because this is on a new day now so we're now yep the show broadcast on a friday now yeah Fridays at yeah it start it was Fridays at eight and it's going to Fridays at nine. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it does. But this show lived and died lived and died on the DVR numbers, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. And last but not least, since this hit before or after our last show. Is Disney going to buy 21st uh, Century Fox? Oh, God, yeah. I, I remember reading about this uh, over the last couple of weeks, and like mm. it seemed to be on. And they're like, yeah, there's rumblings. This is going to happen. Like Disney's aggressively pushing to do it. And then and then it was off. And they're like, no, no, it's definitely not happening. And then it looks like it may be back on now. So, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, oh, Runaways dropped as well whilst... Uh, Away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I haven't touched it. Um, but, but well, yeah, apparently the, the the Fox thing, uh, we definitely want to want to touch on the. I mean, we mm. we have spoken about this before, like uh, the possibility of morally the possibility of uh, Marvel acquiring the rights to their characters back from Fox, but this looks like it might be a deal that would see Disney. By the whole company of, of Fox, which seems a bit crazy. Well, either parts or all. It's not. I mean, it, uh, let's see. Uh, Disney and now, well, and Comcast is in it. But the f- assets that would be up in sale would include the film studio, several cable networks. So yeah, I guess it is pretty much the whole thing. Hmm. So, yeah, Fox has a lot of fingers and a lot of pies by the looks of it because they they own thirty percent of Hulu, as well yep. as thirty nine percent of uh, Sky, which is uh the yep. probably the biggest broadcaster over here. And well, Disney already has a uh, stake in Hulu because they own ABC, which owns thirty percent of Hulu. Okay, so they would own the majority of Hulu then as well if they bought this. Yeah, they would have the Fox share and the ABC share, and then you have NBC uh, with 30%. Mm. Because CBS is the only network not involved because they started their own stupid service. Mm. That's editorializing people, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We only report the news, no. (laughs) So, uh, you know... uh, you know, obviously, uh, if they can get uh, that stuff, uh, the Marvel stuff, back in the stable, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing for us. But, I mean, do, do you think that with Disney going around and, like, buying up all these things, do you think that they're becoming, like, a bit of a monopoly? Like, because they, they, they've bought Marvel, they've bought Star Wars... Like they, I'm sure they've bought other things in the meantime, and then they, if they go around and they buy up Fox, they bought ABC. Yeah, they bought ABC. What's this all? Buying like HBO 
and then buying like I don't know whatever, whatever all the things they don't buying Netflix but yeah buying yep. Netflix which is a possibility I mean Disney we has talked about that rumor a while that. ago yeah why start up your own service why not buy Netflix and uh, yep. um Unfortunately, that's the. I mean, these companies just keep merging and merging, and you know, they're, you're just going to have these giant mega companies. You know, Apple Apple buys things on a daily <laughs> yeah. basis. Um, Sony I'm surprised Apple isn't. Well, yeah. I'm surprised Apple's not trying to buy Disney. Oh well, yeah, I mean, they're probably the only people that could buy Disney. Amazon or uh, are, are, I'm sorry, Apple buying Fox. Well, I mean that could happen as well. I mean, yeah. you, you're gonna you're gonna end up with like with four companies in the the whole world. You're gonna end up with Amazon, Google, um, Disney, and uh, Apple, and that'll be it. Yeah. There'll be no uh, and they, these four companies will own everything, and there will yeah. be nothing left. <laughs> that will be a very strange world to live in in the future. All your entertainment, you know, and that there's always been rumblings that you know, uh, you know. Uh, regarding media and you know it's controlled by a select few mm-hmm. which is why independent podcasts like ours are awesome uh, because yep. we don't have to we 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 uh we are slaves to no one yeah we don't have to toe the party line nope. we can criticize nope. the, the overlords at marvel if we want yep we can crap all over in humans yep <laughs> We can we can call the villain in Luke Cage uh, crockpot head. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, while yes, I I see your point in yet yeah, this you know making Disney even bigger than it already is. We want those assets back, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most I I do I would say that like competition breeds innovation so like usually with comp- usually with having like competing companies you will get better products for us the viewers and game players and whatnot at the end of the day but in this particular case that is not proven to be the case if you look at the X-Men franchise for example and what uh, Fox has done with it and e- even more specifically because I mean some of the X-Men stuff was alright but even more specifically look at the Fantastic Four and how Foxes run mm-hmm. that into the ground entirely. Um, that needs to come back to Marvel, uh, and Marvel will do it justice. I mean, we saw it with Spider Man. I know, I know you didn't particularly like the Spider Man movie that much, but uh, the way that Marvel did it is far better than the way that Sony has ever done it. Yeah, in terms of making like a Spider Man that's true to the the comic books, at least. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really hope that they do manage to at least get the Marvel characters back into the fold and a Fantastic Four movie made by Marvel Studios would be awesome. I mean, look at all the sci-fi shit that they managed to do in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. and if you bump that up to like a uh, bump that up to like a movie scale, it'll be a, it'll be a great movie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only time they've stumbled so far... Or stumbled hard was with the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and now I don't know if you've seen uh, I don't know if you've seen like recent episodes of The Flash. 
Yeah, we're almost caught up on Flash. But so, so they've just introduced Plastic Man into the Flash. No, elongated man. Uh, well, well, they call him Plastic Man, and in, in no, Plastic they're two di- they're two different characters. Okay, well, they call they call him Plastic Man, but um, once. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Ralph, they... Dig- Ralph Dib- Dibney is a uh, elongated man. Do I haven't heard them call him that in the show? Because that's what I thought he was as well. But they call him Plastic. Pla- man. Plastic Man is uh, an entire, entirely different character. Okay, but but anyway, the the right. stretchy guy from DC, yeah, and he uh, and the effects that they did for him were really good for like for TV show, and even I would yep. say they were much better than the old Fantastic Four version, where they looked like he had fake hands. Um, but this one actually looks quite believable. So I mean, you scale that up to like a, what a movie movie would be like now. It's it's going to be really like really really good. Did you so, see Justice League? By the way. I did not see Justice League. No, I couldn't go and see Justice League if I hadn't seen Thor. That would be <laughs> a bit disingenuous of me, I think. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did not. It's it's decent. Hmm. Except for the Flash. The Flash is a weasel. Whiny little my bitch. Flash, yeah. I, <laughs> I, had, I think I had bear. to say that on, on, on the B team last week. And uh, yeah, yeah def- definitely agree from the trails anyway. So, um... Plastic Man is Patrick was a thief known as Patrick Eel O'Brien, mm-hmm. who fell into a vat of acid. Okay. So, just so this is why I'm on the Marvel show, not the DC. Show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I'd love to see a new Fantastic Four movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and. Uh, DC has or uh, CW has proven me wrong that the CG for can be done on a budget and done well. Yeah. Oh, and just the, the one final thing to say about about this is that now obviously we know Infinity War originally meant to be two parts, um, and now they've said that Infinity War Part One is the end of the current MCU sort of thing. End of the or the. The Avengers Four is the beginning of the new phase, or or however they're they're doing it. Um, do you think that this is the convergence of the worlds? Could and that's be. That's why they've and that's why they changed up all the timelines, and that's why they haven't announced anything really much beyond what they, like they haven't announced any new movies to the slate anytime recently. Could be. And that um, see at the end of Infinity War. There's going to be something, and that's going to bring into into all these things, and that's why they haven't announced the title for Avengers Four yet. Well, that was what the Secret Wars, right? That brought them all together. Um, well, there was a couple of <laughs> it was the it was the uh, what was it? Because it was the Ultimate Universe like clashed into the. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it was this. It was Secret Wars two, I think it was. Yeah, Secret Wars two. So, yeah, I, I I definitely think that's a possibility. I think it does kind of uh, you know, and I think what happens with um the Fox acquisition, you know. There could be some uh, uh, callbacks, mm-hmm. and that maybe they have to 
alter things a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could do it, but I mean, they haven't done anything so far really in the movies that's been too bad, apart from Michael Douglas's Ant Man. Um, but yeah, I think they'll, uh, I think they'll do it justice. Whatever they do, they'll they'll do it and they'll do it well. All right. Should we get into the episode, Andy? Yes. All right. So, do you remember what it's called? Uh, yes, this is Season 5, Episode 1 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was called Orientation Part 1. Uh, and then we'll immediately move into Episode 2, which was called Orientation Part 2. <laughs> Catchy titles there. Catchy mm-hmm. titles. <laughs> um, so, this... Uh, this first episode kicked off with uh, this bald guy who was a kind of Vin Diesel knockoff looking guy, I would have said. Mm-hmm. With, with diff- different tone of skin, but he looked a bit like a knockoff Vin Diesel, which was very strange. Um, so this guy goes for a swim in his pool. And he's got like a bunch of pictures that his kids draw and they're really not very great pictures, but... Uh, he then, after he comes out of the pool, he goes for a shower, takes off his clothes, and takes off his skin, which was very disconcerting. <laughs> now, uh, when I saw this, mm-hmm. I thought I, I, I lost my shit. It's like, holy shit, they're introducing the Submariner. Okay, but why would he take off his skin? Or do you just mean from him being in a pool? No, just in the pool. I suppose, like, when he comes out the water like that, yeah. I, I don't think it was. In fact, it definitely wasn't, because he takes off his skin. But, so what do you think that was? Because like, when he goes in the shower, you see a sort of really weird, skinny, alien silhouette thing. Uh, you know, I want to say it was a scroll, but I don't know. I mean, is it a scroll? Is it something else is it a dire wraith do they have access to the dire raids mm. don't know um, it wouldn't it wouldn't to me fit with them being a scroll because scrolls tend to uh, like be their shape shifters so they would like shift their actual shape into being looking like a human um, and they wouldn't need to wear like a human suit per se however sc- scrolls in the comic books have always been like really kind of genetically modified a lot over the years so there's kind of different versions of them so this could potentially be some sort of proto-scroll sort of thing Mm -hmm. where they are a shapeshifter but they have their scroll form and they put on like a they wear like the human suit as their camouflage rather than uh, change their DNA to look like a human so it could be a scroll you might be right or at least a kind of proto-scroll sort of thing but we'll see how that how that pans out because I think we'll find out more about this guy later on because they wouldn't start the season with him if they didn't intend to do something else with him down the line. Uh, so this guy then goes to work um, and he goes into like an aircraft hangar with a van which has changeable advertising on it. I think it would be cool if you could do this with your car, like just change the color scheme or like the design on it with an app on your phone. That would be cool. And I mean, things might go down mm. that way yeah. at some point in the future. It'd be good for advertising companies as well. 
Yeah, if you want to drive a red car today, then you can do that. Or a blue car tomorrow. Cool. Like, that would be sweet. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you'd notice it because you're in the car and you don't really see the outside of the car. But anyway. Uh, today, I, today I want a blue car. Tomorrow, you know. You know, like my watch face, you know. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know we would mess with that. You know, like, you would have a B-team car. <laughs> and I would have a 42 level 1 car or a shoot cast car. <laughs> you could use your car as an advertisement mm-hmm. for whatever. Yeah. And then you would see all the PewDiePie cars kick about. Yay. <laughs> Maybe this is not such a good idea. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so basically this guy's uh, seems to be going incognito with the strike team in the back of this van. Um, so he he's like wearing a suit, and he kind of seems like an agency agency sort of guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the strike team, like he's like a, he seems like a Colson type, and then he's got like this team of guys wearing body armor and helmets and guns and whatnot. And you're like, okay, well, it seems, it seems like a shield strike sort of team. Um, and they end up going to uh, Ray's diner, which. As we know, is where Coulson and the guys ended up at at the end of last season, and the strike team kills the lights in the diner, and then performs an extraction of the shield team. And we see them bring out Coulson on like a dolly in a plastic bag. <laughs> he's not dead; he's just like been put in a plastic bag for storage. He's kind of been frozen. He's not like asleep or anything like because his eyes are open, which is very strange. Um, one one guy that's kind of garden outside says that he hasn't done one of these for a while and he's also lied to his wife about it for some reason so this is like a covert op uh, that doesn't seem to happen very often um, and they do mention as well that they left one uh, person at the counter because they weren't on the list so it looks like yep. they've taken away all the shield team bar one person so we then see the uh, the mannequin Coulson <laughs> as I like to call him uh, and the others wake up in a dark room with a white stone monolith in it, which is very similar to the the monolith which ended up taking Simmons to Maveth. And if you remember, it was kind of it was a stone that turned into a liquid and and back at seemingly mm-hmm. at will, which we later found out was a portal to an alien world. Um, now it. Now, with this, with this one, it's slightly different, though, because that one looks more like a stone. It was kind yep. of black. And this one is white with, like, red yep. lines on it. So it's a different yep. type of, of monolith, by the looks of it. Uh, so it does melt. And then we see Coulson, uh, who is staring out into the vacuum of space, which is filled with meteorites. He's looking through a broken window on what seems like a space station. In a moment frozen in time, where there's uh, like a couple of guys that are just like floating in midair, and <laughs> there seems to be some carnage going on. Um, Coulson uh, grabs onto something ju- just as time begins to kind of flow again, and uh, some dude hits a button to close a shutter, and uh, <laughs> time is like started again, and. Uh, he doesn't. He, he manages to hold on and not be sucked out. Now, these two two guys, one one of them who has a gun, uh, start talking to Coulson, and one of the guys says that Coulson has come to save them, and that the others should be there too. Obviously, he's talking about the other uh, 
shield people. Now, he, what is described as a roach, uh, sneaks up behind and grabs one of the guys, seemingly killing him, although we don't see him, we just kind of see him get sucked away into a doorway, which is, I got a very kind of alien sort of vibe off of, off of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was also very confused, <laughs> as I'm sure most people would be watching this, um, and clearly Coulson was as well, because he turns to the guy, the, the one remaining guy, and he's like, I would like to know what is happening here, please. <laughs> Which was exactly what I was thinking. Um, so th- this uh, this guy that's remaining, it turns out his name is Virgil, and he is a fan of Coulson. He calls himself a true believer, which is obviously a nice nod to the, to the to Marvel Marvel, comics. Yep. Yeah. It's Stan Lee always called the and, uh, people that read Marvel comics true believers, which it isn't, so it's nice to see that sort of reference mm-hmm. crop up. Um, but Coulson's like, what are you a true believer in? And he's like, oh, I'm a true believer in you, Coulson. Coulson's like, what are you talking about? Like, what's happening here? Um, and he asks for more information. But uh, Mac, at this point, steps up and knocks Virgil out. <laughs> he just appears from nowhere. And Coulson's like, oh, I was about to find out everything that's happening here. And you've just knocked this guy out. And Mac's like, well, I'm sorry, but there was a, a kind of skeevy looking guy pointing a gun at you. Uh, just did what comes naturally. <laughs> so, so very confused to begin with. <laughs> yes, that that is, uh, yeah, it, yeah. I was having a lot of problems with this, so keep going. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they did it really well because it is like a, it is a total roller coaster. This the whole, the whole, certainly this whole first episode, anyway. Um, so Coulson explains that well we're in space and uh, Max like yep of course because it's the one thing that we haven't done yet we haven't done <laughs> yep and that makes complete sense um, we then see Yo-Yo who's, uh, who's popped in and she nearly beats up Simmons because she's wearing a mask and is just kind of creeping behind <laughs> behind Yo-Yo and uh, she's also surrounded by a bunch of dead bodies which uh, seem like they've been they seem like they've been decomposing for some time, and or the, it, um, and they kind of look a bit like mummies, sort of thing. So they're a bit dehydrated, but they're being preserved somehow. But Simmons uh, decides that they've most likely been drained by something, um, and Mac enters at this point and says, "Yep, aliens." <laughs> so uh, they. Coulson reveals that they've been basically locked on this floor, so these aliens are, are locked in on this floor um, the guy Virgil has told him that before he, he was knocked out by Mac um, but Coulson never got to find out who locked them in here so who's on the other side of the door uh, we then see this dude in a very Star Lord like costume so he's, oh he's big got, time yeah I mean it's very it's not a reference to Star Lord but it's more like a kind of—I don't even know—like a nod. Uh, it's kind of, I would say, maybe inspired by Star Wars type. I would say. Um, totally. I mean, he yeah. has the red jacket. <laughs> yeah, so he's got like a big, long red uh, or dark red uh, leather jacket, and he's wearing like a a kind of helmet that is a little bit reminiscent of Star Wars helmet. 
With the glowing Star Lord has a longer jacket. That's the only thing, and I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And so this guy then uh, opens the previously closed shutter and enters through this blown window. Now, I don't know why how the air pressure was equalized here, but okay, we'll go leave that to shield logic. Um, and we then see May, who is who has uh, also been phased in, and she has her leg. Uh, she has her leg uh, trapped by a pipe jammed through her thigh, unfortunately. So when she's phased in, she's been phased like into uh, a compromising situation. So she's got this pipe like jammed right through her thigh. Uh, Coulson uh, and Mac and whatnot are kind of assessing the situation, and Coulson, we discover, only has his uh, quote-unquote sippy hand, as they call it. <laughs> Not his cool hand with the blowtorch or the laser or anything. And Coulson does mention that he's not Inspector Gadget. So he's he's just got his normal hand with him. Um, And Max says that after this mission is done, he is quitting. And he's going to quit harder this time than he did before. Because apparently he didn't quit hard enough the last time. Uh, Simon says that this isn't new for her because obviously she went through the the portal to Maveth before using the old stone monolith. and she's going to apply the scientific method to the situation and try to work out what is going on and how they can get back to uh, where they came from, back to Earth. Uh, the question about uh, about Fury's black box and yep, there was nothing in nothing about any of this program uh, to do with building a space station for humans or anything like that in in the black box. And they also mentioned that she doesn't have a space division called Spear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Yeah, and, it, and it, I mean, it does kind of it does kind of put a poo-poo on our theory or certainly on my theory that this was all going to be about S.W.O.R.D. when it is not. <laughs> so there's no S.W.O.R.D. unfortunately. So I don't know where Maze Mom works but it's not for S.W.O.R.D. Uh, and it also puts it also puts paid to my theory that these people who took the shield guys away were the sword people. So I don't know who they mm. were either. So interesting. So I don't know quite how that how that's all going to play out. But um, Yo-Yo says that uh, she always thought that shield had people on the moon as well, which I th- I thought is definitely a nod to the Inhumans. Yeah. Because they will 100% get to meet the Inhumans, or someone will 100% get to meet the Inhumans at some point during this season, in some form or another. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Mm. We can postulate on that at the end of this. Um, so Coulson kind of searches the the guy Virgil, and he finds like a USB thing, uh, like a USB sort of stick, um, in his pocket. And he gives it to Simmons, um, along with a kind of old tatty earth postcard that says "Greetings from Lake Ontario" on it. So they're like, "Okay, well, this guy at least must be from Earth because he has an Earth postcard." And Mac, Mac, of course, finds a wrench to use as a weapon, as you do. Uh, so from from examining this place so far, they believe that this is a human outpost that's been overrun by these aliens, which. Uh, look as if they've been called roaches. Um, meanwhile, May manages to free herself from the uh, from the pipe 
using a belt off a nearby dead dude and she then hides from somebody who's trying to burst into the room uh, the guy Virgil wakes up at this point and he knows who like he already we already saw that he knew who Colson was but he also knows who Mac and Yo-Yo are and Simmons as well and mm-hmm. he also knows that Fitz didn't make the trip with them but that he's thinking of Simmons and when he says that he like taps his kind of breath pocket Yeah, um, he d- he says as well that he studied them for years and that he always believed the stories were true that they'd come to save humanity. And you're like, what? The f- what is this guy talking about? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> uh, and the guy's like, oh yeah, this all this is all about confusing right now, but it's all going to make a lot more sense once I show you. And then he gets grabbed by a roach and sucked through a doorway and seemingly killed. You're like, okay, thanks for not explaining the plot of the show to me. <laughs> I guess maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> uh, we do then get to see this uh, this roach, uh, which ends up chasing the shield team down a hallway, and it looks kind of like an like an alien, like the like the xenomorph. I I would say it's very much inspired by that. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. yeah. No, you don't think so. Yeah. Xenomorph, hold it. That's which one is that? I mean, it's the the normal alien. Um. Yeah. No, uh, maybe the blue was throwing me though. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of blue, but it's got a sort of kind of spindly, like. That kind of it gave me, it totally gave me that vibe. It looks like a blue version of that that's just run about on all fours. I, I don't know if you've seen Prometheus, but it was very, very much reminded me of the alien in Prometheus. Okay, yeah, I have not seen Prometheus, okay. but yeah, it very much reminded me of that, and and that is obviously kind of precursor to the main aliens in in the alien movies. But but yeah, so this thing chases them down a hallway and they, they run out of bullets and it's basically looks as if it's about to eat them uh, when Daisy shows up and quakes it and it kind of explodes. She's like, uh, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you were right to kill that alien, thank you. So I thought it was funny, she's like, like she's obviously just come, a- come across this and been like, okay, well I guess I'll kill this. <laughs> and just acted on instinct and uh, but yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh, so we then see May watching as the the Star Lord knockoff dude uh, cuts some round tokens out of dead people and then leaves. And however, when she comes out of hiding, he's just like there, right in her face. And this guy pins her up against the wall and says that he's been looking for her. Uh, and then we see a fight between May and this kind of knockoff Star Lord, and she does manage to put up a, a good fight despite her her, uh, her injury. And she uses this like broken pipe as a sort of hook <laughs> to try and fight him. Um, but he eventually manages to use this magnetic gizmo thing that he has to make her like float in the air and then pin her up against the wall before shoving a sock in her mouth or a rag to uh, mm. shut her up. Because <laughs> he says, yeah, the less I know about all this, the better. You're like, okay, what? <laughs> Uh, the rest of the shield team like kind of question like what is going on because obviously they didn't get to hear Virgil's explanation of what the deal was, um, 
Uh, Coulson doesn't know anything about it, so this is unrelated to their deal, their previous deal with the Ghost Rider. Um, Yo-Yo is like, well, do you think maybe we might be back in the framework? And I was like, oh my god, I hope not. And the rest <laughs> of the team, the rest of the team said the exact same thing. And uh, Mac, Mac thinks it's magic. And Simmons, and Simmons basically says that, well, magic isn't real; it's just science that we don't understand, which is kind of true. Um, and, uh, Mac says, "Oh, science, my ass!" <laughs> like, like the Norse gods being re- revealed to be aliens. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Uh, so they plan buzz to... kill to me. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they plan to search for me because. Uh, Daisy, Daisy reveals that May is definitely there because she saw her like basically go through the portal before she did, um, and they plan for they plan to search for me together as a team, because as we all know, if you've seen any alien movies, uh, if they split up to cover more ground, <laughs> as is a, a trope in uh, in pretty much every alien movie, they will get picked off one by one, and Mac will be the first to die. Yes, because the black guy always dies first. Yep. <laughs> Which, I, mean, I thought it was I thought, great. Yeah, I thought it was great that they were like poking fun at these like alien movie tropes and uh, and also like when they are just like walking down the hallway together, like Coulson says, uh, "Oh, we've never looked so cool." <laughs> when they look really dumb. <laughs> they, no, it was as my wife said. It's straight out of Scooby Doo. Yep. Yep. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of a scene from uh, Red Dwarf. Which is, uh, I don't know if you've you've seen Red Dwarf yet, but it's like a, it's a British comedy show mm-hmm. set in set in space. Never seen it, but it it it's absolutely hilarious. There's like twelve seasons of it, um, and there's a one particular scene in season eight where uh, four of the main characters surround another character and sort of try to protect him, and they look quite a lot like this when they're going down this hallway just all bunched up together looking really silly it reminds me uh, I once did a haunted house with um, my wife and another couple mm-hmm. and that's the way we walked through it <laughs> I was the lead guy and like everybody was kind of like holding on to me mm-hmm. and yes I, I, I felt like I I, I, I lived a Sco- Scooby Doo cartoon <laughs> Uh, so we did see the. Uh, I guess Star I Wars. was Fred. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we then see the uh, the Star Lord knockoff dude uh, leaving a flare outside of the door that they're in. Uh, he says to keep away the roaches. So seemingly they don't like the smell of the flare, whatever that gives off. Um, he then uh, proceeds to cut May's wrist open and then puts a token, which he calls he calls it a metric. So this is the thing that he took out of the other the dead people uh, so this is a metric is what he calls it uh, he puts this onto or into her arm uh, Coulson and Simmons discuss the kind of makeup of this place that they're in um, they say that the machinery is man made because there's water reclamation stuff and there's air recycling uh, however the, the plasma gun thing that uh, Virgil had was definitely not man made this is, was definitely like a piece of alien tech because they've never seen anything like that before. Um, well, they've never they have seen things like that, but they've never seen anything that is made like that before. If you, if you see what I mean, it was an alien piece of tech essentially. 
the shield team then finds this the flare that the guy dropped earlier and they bust into the room which is now empty well not, nothing alive in it anyway however they do find some fresh blood and they also find May's jacket there as well uh, there is an old computer which Daisy kind of fiddles around with a little bit and it looks like they are uh, tracking asteroids for uh, for water vapours the, the humans that are on the space station or whatever it is they uh, so they basically have a plan to find the layout of this place find a ship find me and then get a message back to Fitz on Earth uh, a, a thing then flashes up on the screen uh, which says human access detected and you're like okay that's strange and Daisy gets locked out of uh, of the computer um, and this handprint flashes up saying that it's basically it's required with a message in a weird language and now Coulson doesn't recognise the language on the screen no which, which I thought was curious because wouldn't he recognise this because the people that then show up um, that burst in through the door are three Cree guys with guns uh, that then show up and they take the team captive so why did Coulson not recognise the language that I was puzzled by that as well. Because he remember when he was writing? Yeah. He that was Cree he was writing. Was it not? Yes. Well well it was the I mean was it Cree? Was I thought it, it was Cree. Maybe it was I mean, ancient Cree. I mean, maybe, it, maybe because it was like it was like lines and circles and stuff like that. It was drawn. It's so it technically mm. didn't look like this, but I mean, it it was because of the Cree that he that he was writing that. So you would have thought he would have some understanding of it. Mm. Hmm. Don't know. Um. But I I thought that he if he'd seen Cree he would have recognised it. But but anyway, it's. A, a very moot point because they obviously, they, I mean, it's clearly Cree. As soon as we see these guys show up, you're like, "Oh, there's there's a Cree, the big blue guys," which we've seen before in Shield as well. So, yeah, so yeah, the three the three guys show up. Um, Daisy, Coulson, and Simmons are kept in like a, a prison cell, and Yo Yo and Mac have been taken elsewhere. Uh, one of the Cree guards says that they will basically be experimented on, and that he's done twenty two rotations here. And that the people always <laughs> beg for their lives. Like, okay. Um, we see that Mac and Yo-Yo have been strung up. And uh, Yo-Yo mentions that her snapback power is super annoying sometimes. Because she, she can't just run away. Because <laughs> if she just tried to, then she'll just be snapped back to wherever she started. Which, I mean, and yeah, in, in this situation right now, pretty useless superpower. Um, Mac has to agree to let Yo-Yo go. Because she's done nothing wrong, as he says. Um... And he also calls the uh, the Cree guys Papa Smurf in Spanish. <laughs> yes, I I love all the references. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Uh, Coulson and the guys uh, come up with a new theory as to what's going on because previously they were like, "Okay, this is a human outpost," and they're uh, exploring for uh, <laughs> and they're exploring for uh, minerals and whatnot in in space. 
uh, like a human exploration mission sort of thing. Cool, it's fine. But no, the clearly with the Kree showing up here, they're like, okay, well, a new theory. This is a Kree space station, and the Kree have been abducting people for years and keeping them here. That must be what's happening here. Um, the Star Lord knockoff dude then brings May into the room and uh, bribes the Kree guard into letting him take the Shield team to processing, as he calls it. Uh, and he tells this guard to come by the gallery for an hour or two and he'll make it worth his time. I don't know what the gallery is, uh, but it seems to be like that's worthwhile to the guy to risk his job or whatever. So he lets he lets this guy take these uh, four prisoners away. Um, meanwhile, the Kree guy that's like <laughs> keeping a uh, Mac and Yo-Yo captive and uh, punching the shit out of Mac uh, reckons that well, Mac is quite tough for a human, so he might be good for fighting in the crater, and it might earn them points with Cassius. Right, okay, well, he this must be the boss, this Cassius guy. Yeah, and I was um, getting him mixed up with the guy from Doctor Strange because their names are so similar. Yeah, it Cassilius. Yeah, it was Cassilius, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there probably are there are a few similar similarities, like, um, but it's definitely a different character. Uh, so these two Kree guys then uh, decide that Yo Yo is going to pay the price of death for Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Mac, Mac doesn't want this, but uh, they they sort of start to freeze Yo-Yo's hands with a gas pipe, which is very unfortunate. Um, so we find out that the uh, the Star Lord dude was hired by uh, Virgil, who who's the guy who died. Who was about to tell them what the deal was. Um, so the Star Lord dude was hired to hide people, and these are obviously like the Shield team is the people that he was hired to hide. Um, However, because they don't have metrics, so that's the little round circle disc things that go in the rest. Uh, they won't. Ha- they don't have any tokens, so he's gone. He's done. Um, he does tell us though that his name is Deke, and uh, Colson kind of lays it out for him and just tells him that we just wanted pie and nothing else. <laughs> All we wanted was pie, and now we're in space. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> So uh, this guy Deke tells them. So Deke is the Star Lord knockoff guy. Just so you can keep track. Um, so he he tells them where uh, where they can find a ship, which is uh, called the Trawler. And Simmons and May head off to go get that. Um, Daisy meanwhile goes to free Mac and Yo-Yo, and Coulson stays to have a chat with Deke. Um, we see that this station is absolutely huge, and they reckon that there must be hundreds and if not thousands of Kree living there. Um, Simmons and May reckon that this must be a staging ground for the Kree who must be planning an invasion of Earth from within striking distance of the Earth. You're like, okay, this is the now the third <laughs> scenario they've they've come up with, which is all completely different. Um, and Coulson obviously has come to that sort of conclusion himself, and he mentions it to to Deke, and uh, Deke's like, no. Like, why would the Kree attack humans? And and that's a confusing thing mm-hmm. even in of itself because we've seen the Kree attack humans in the previous couple of seasons. We've seen it happen. So you're like, well, it's happened before. Like, why would they not? Like, they don't like humans. They fight them. But 
Uh, so meanwhile, we see then uh, Daisy busting into the room where Mac and Yo-Yo are being held and frees them. Um, and May and Simmons uh, manage to find this trawler. And Simmons handily has the key because it's the sort of USB stick looking thing that they found earlier on in Virgil's jacket. Which was very lucky that they, <laughs> they took that and kept hold of it. Otherwise they would be screwed at this point. They would just be mm-hmm. in the ship and unable to go anywhere. Uh, so they then take off and kind of take in their surroundings and see some broken rocks and things floating everywhere. Um, you know, Deke, Deke continues to tell Coulson about what, like, what's happening here. Um, and he tells Coulson that, well, humans built this, uh, the bunker, as what he calls this place just now. And uh, Coulson, we, he obviously realises that Coulson is not from processing. He w- And he says that he was taken from uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Right, and, and the guy's like, what, "Are you are you high on something? And can I have some?" <laughs> so this is like, I mean, it's kind of like two people speaking different languages at each other, mm-hmm. like this whole thing. And you're like, "What's happening here?" Like, and you're just waiting for it all to click into place because it's jumping back and forward between these like three different things happening, and Colton and Deke having this conversation going back and forward, like very confusing to each other and to us as well. Uh, so we we see Mac, uh, Mac and Daisy and Yo Yo fighting with the the Cree guys. Um, Mac eventually does manage to kill one of the Cree with his own axe, and uh, Daisy quakes in the roof to fall on one of the other guys, which kills him as well. Um, Simmons, meanwhile, so uh, me and Simmons managed to get the ship started and uh, up into the up into space really and Simmons has a look around and recognises some of the constellations that they're seeing amid this kind of like debris field that they're uh, that they're in amongst so, like, basically it looks like there's a bunch of like asteroid sort of things kicking about which is uh, obviously what they're what they've been mining for uh, air and water vapours and whatnot. Um Daisy meanwhile is uh, checks another one of the computers for their location, and strangely, it's listed in coordinates, so like longitude and lat- latitude, which is odd. Um, and Deke then tells Coulson that the this bunker was built like ninety odd years ago, and Col- this confuses Coulson even further because that doesn't make sense because this kind of the tech that's here like, couldn't possibly have been developed in the twenties, like bef- like before Howard Stark's time and whatnot. And Deke then Deke then asks Coulson like when he was taken like like not where but when like what year, and then it kind of starts to click into place for Coulson that okay they've they've somehow managed to travel through time and this kind of white monolith thing was different to their monolith. Mm-hmm. And we then see May uh, pointing at the the kind of source of the debris field uh, as they see a destroyed school bus floating past in front of an exploded pan- planet um, and it turns out that this planet is Earth or at least a little bit of what is left of Earth and we can see some of the kind of molten core of the planet as well as like part of the outer surface that's still intact and uh, yeah, someone says there's no reason to send a message back to Earth because we are already here and the postcard that they got off of Virgil earlier was a postcard from Fitz and it simply says working on it Fitz 
which holy shit what the fuck <laughs> what so the earth has been blown up they're in the future they're in sp- space near earth kind of yeah. closer than the moon type distance um, away from earth like maybe as far if not slightly further than the international space station sort of distance away and the, uh, the earth is absolutely ravaged and destroyed and it, there's just rocks and bits of debris everywhere. So yeah, this is a very bad situation. Like, I don't think they've ever been in such a bad situation, ever. This... Yeah, let's, we'll finish and then I'll get into it. I, I mean, like this would have made an amazing cliffhanger, mm. but obviously we mm. have... It just rocked straight into, like, episode two of this but um but yeah this would have been an amazing cliffhanger and they they totally should have done a one-parter for this and then done the part two next week like i think mm-hmm. this would have been worth cliffhanger on to leave everybody like going through theories on on it for a week would have been awesome um because the second i saw that i'm like holy shit that's a huge spoiler for infinity war like the earth is going to be destroyed as part of the infinity war that's crazy but yeah, that might not be the case. Or it might be. Who knows? But yeah, we'll, we'll just run through episode two and then we can yep. discuss it all. Yeah. So orientation part two, which was episode two. Um, so the uh, Simon says, oh, everyone is gone. The <laughs> Everybody in the north is, is dead. So that would include Fitz, dead and gone. <clears throat> um the trawler that are in the spaceship gets hit by some small rocks, which knocks something out of alignment and causes the ship to kind of go on a spin. And uh, Simmons goes by the first rule of IT, which is turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> which it, it, most of the time it works. <laughs> um, for almost everything, like if you turn it off and then turn it back on again, like ninety percent of the time it will fix your issue. Um, I was fighting with my smartwatch this morning. Mm-hmm. Took care um, of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a there's a program, a UK program called the IT Crowd. I don't know if you'd seen it over there, chat, but uh, the there it's basically a couple of guys that work in like an IT department. And anytime when they answer the phone, when somebody calls the IT department, they answer it like IT department. Uh, have you tried turning on and off again? <laughs> it's like their answer for mm-hmm. every time they answer the phone. Because, like we say, it does solve most problems. Um, so, yeah, they, they they switch it off and then switch it back on and manage to regain control of the ship. Um, now, on the uh, on the main sort of... I don't, well, I mean, I don't even know what you'd call this at this point. Let's continue to call it the space station for the moment. Um, the rest of the S.H.I.E.L.D. team uh, reckon that this must all be part of Virgil's plan and that, well, the S.H.I.E.L.D. team needs to try to find their own way back somehow. Um, Deke offers them the metrics that he got off the dead bodies and he tells them, well, the only thing you can do here is blend in and work hard, keep your head down and basically don't get noticed. Now, a lady shows up at this point called Tess who is looking for Virgil and uh, she's quite sad when she finds out that Virgil's Virgil's dead and she blames Deke for his death. Now, Mm -hmm. here's something I was looking at today. Hmm? Tess is wearing kind of a green outfit. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of comedy oh. sort of thing, yeah. And then it's standing next to uh, Deke. Right. And all I, uh, who's wearing his uh, fake Star Lord jacket. Mm-hmm. So uh, they look like uh, they look like they're cosplaying Star Lord and Gamora. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, she's not green, like that's no, green. but she's dressed all in green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so, so Deke tells uh, Tess about the the shield team coming from the the past with their uh, matching buttons, <laughs> and uh, they have no metrics, and they also have like shiny coins from the past. And she uh, she believes him because I mean it does sound like a bit a bit far fetched when you say it like that. Like, oh, these are people that have come from the past to save us. You're like, what? No, nonsense. Uh, Tess tells Deke to go and get the others, the rest of the the shield team, um, and he is like, "Nope, I'm done with this. This is too much hassle and hard work. Uh, I'm away." Um, and he then makes the leave. Uh, however, Tess uh, offers to double his, uh, basically double his pay, what Virgil was going to pay him if he helps him out. And so yeah, he agrees to help and goes off to find Daisy and the others. Which he he does find them and is pretty pissed off when he discovers that they have killed two Cree guys um, because the Kree will then kill scores of people in retaliation for this okay <laughs> this is also very confusing um, so yeah they decide to put the, bo- the bodies of the two Kree guys on floor 3 which is where the roaches are and I hope that the roaches will get rid of them for them uh, and Deke also in amongst us calls Mac Tiny <laughs> which I thought was funny that was good. Yeah. Um, Coulson then finally asked the question, which, like, I've, I had been wondering, like, ever since we saw it, is, uh, yeah, what happened to the Earth? <laughs> and, she, and she doesn't have a good answer for him. She's like, oh, well, everyone has a different story. But, in essence, the planet was torn apart by some cataclysmic event. And I'm thinking, okay, it's Thanos, it is Infinity War. This makes sense to me. Okay, we're in the future. This thing has happened. Cool. Okay. Uh, she then explains that the the blues, which is the the Kree, uh, showed up and they restored order, but they also destroyed all historical data so the humans could focus on the future and not the past. Uh, and she says, "Oh, well, welcome to." The, they say, "Well, welcome to the end of the Earth," and uh, the place that they were in is called the Lighthouse. And apparently it was an underground survival bunker back when Earth was round. So this is, this is, uh, this this place was originally on Earth, and it's obviously been blown out into the sort of not outer space, but like blown out into space when uh, the Earth exploded during this cataclysmic event. From what I understand, uh, it's a reference to the Secret Avengers uh, base of operations. Okay. So it was called the lighthouse. That, that was called the lighthouse, and I guess it was okay. a. I think it was a space station. Right. Okay. Cool. I mean, it does. It does seem a lot like a space station, even though it isn't. <laughs> but yeah, so it was an underground survival bunker. So obviously, it's it's pretty much airtight and and whatnot. And uh, I would imagine that what's happened is when when this explosion or whatever happened, the uh, there were people living in in this. And they 
survived there and they continued to survive and they've obviously over the years have had kids and these kids are the kids of the kids of the kids or whatever that uh, that are still living there and obviously under control of these creepy um, now testers mentioned that uh, some of their some of the elders used to tell stories that one day a group called S.H.I.E.L.D. would come from the past to help them um, however uh, there aren't any elders left for them to talk to because they were all fed to the roaches and <laughs> <laughs> only only Virgil uh, remained that uh, that believed in the in this so he was the, he was the true believer so I'm, I'm curious as to who the elders were so if if we even assume that the elders were young or the children of people that were in the bunker when all this happened originally you think there could be like one of these elders that would be related to one of our characters whether they're from the TV universe or from the, the movies you would think yeah, either either be one of these characters or uh, be related in some way to them. And you know, so I mean, granted, we're only two episodes in. You're telling me no metahumans survived? Well, yeah, there is that question as well. No, where's well, Thor? They... Where's mm. or what? Yeah, well, I mean, why didn't they stop this from happening? Is is my biggest question. But I mean, that's. Why I think mm-hmm. okay, Infinity War, like they might have all been dead. Who knows? That's why I was thinking that like this is a huge spoiler for Infinity War. This whole thing, um, but yeah, we don't know. Um, I mean, it's such a big thing for Shield to tackle that it, I mean, it's almost too big. Yes, this but is not a Shield level event. This is an yeah. Avengers. Yeah, but I mean, we can we can postulate on that at the, at the once we get to the end of this. Um, so, yeah, and we're not uh, talking Great Lake Avengers. We're talking the real team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we also s- discovered that some humans are are kept as a like it looks like servants, but I would describe it more as like pets uh, by the Cree. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of like walked around. They're not on leads, but they're like walked around and kind of displayed. It's very strange. And like the people, these people that are like I'll, I'll say they're kept as pets are. They wear like different garb, and they uh, they don't speak or anything like that when they do come into contact with humans, they're, unless they're like prompted to say something. Uh, the humans that are there are not not these pets. So the other humans uh, they don't have any training or any weapons to uh, to be able to fight the Kree, even though they do have far far superior numbers. But I mean, we've we've seen the Kree fight before, and like these Kree are born and bred warriors so it would be difficult to take them on unless you had like some sort of firepower or some sort of advantage which I mean the shield team could certainly give you that because they could train all these people um, and you can see that that's the thinking that May is already like like yeah this this isn't right these people are being like kept in inhumane conditions we need to fix this now <laughs> you can clearly see them just, like I could see, the, see them like inciting a rebellion uh, very, very quickly within this, uh, within this ecosystem. Uh, so Tess and Colson go to check out uh, Virgil's room, and uh, for some reason she thinks that shark canadoes were real, <laughs> <laughs> um, because obviously the all the uh, 
all the historical data has been erased. Uh, the Cree have gone and pressed the delete key on Wikipedia. Um, so they only have small pieces of the past. I assume that a Sharknado DVD somehow managed to survive the uh, <laughs> the explosion of Earth. <coughs> but yeah, obviously that's not real. That was a, an act of fiction. Um, we see some old dude with a cane telling this guy that he was uh, he was docked pay for his insubordination. And the same cane guy also tells Tess that she owes double on her next drop because she uh, because the trawler went out and he didn't get any benefit from it. And the trawler's obviously the the ship. Uh, she says that the trawler went out to train a new pilot, which uh, was not Coulson because he's just passing through. And uh, meanwhile, Deke, Deke tries to hit on Daisy and uh, says, "Oh, pretty name like the flower." And she says to him, oh, does that line work in the future? Uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I'm sure someone else has had tried that line before. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's still a terrible line. It still doesn't work. So in Virgil's room, he has uh, he has many old earth trinkets in his room. Um, kind of a lot like Coulson's office. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, like, toys of, like, little uh, trucks and that sort of thing. Um as well as like posters and like a old wrecked umbrella and whatnot, and I test mentions that she's never seen rain. Obviously, because if she's born here, there's no atmosphere, there's no outside, there's no clouds, there's no air. And she asks, she asks Coulson like, "Oh, when you lived on Earth, how did you make air?" <laughs> and he's like, well, "It was just there, like." We didn't think about it. We didn't have to make it. Technically, like the the trees make the air, but they didn't have to really think about it. Um, and now she, interestingly, here she mentions that the Earth will never be livable again to humans. Um, it is now a planet full of roaches. That's all that's on the on the actual crust of Earth now, like on this surface. Um, I mean, there is not a lot left of it. It's been pretty ravaged by whatever explosion or cataclysmic event happened. But there is some surface still there. But they can't ever go there because it's covered in roaches. So it's it's fucked. There's no bringing it back. So I don't understand how she can save them um, unless they take them to another planet or another universe or something. Um, Virgil, however, had hoped that one day the Earth would... uh, Return to its norm to its uh, original state, so like uh, the round sphere, and he kept a tiny round model of Earth in the trawler to remind him of, of that. And obviously, this was his kind of—I reckon this was his mission or his goal. Um, uh, Coulson finds a book that Virgil had hidden. Uh, I think it was in like a sort of plant pot type thing. Maybe. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Oh yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got like a bunch of like plants growing out of this sort of planter thing, and inside this, uh, Coulson finds this book, and um, which has a, a bunch of writings and some diagrams and stuff like that in it, um, which uh, Tess doesn't know anything about, and Coulson doesn't seem to understand it from having a having had a look at it. Um, so yeah, the, he takes that, and I'm sure that will come into play uh, down the line. We don't see any more of of that in this episode. Uh, so we then see uh, with Simmons and May, we see this Cree lady come into the the room that they're in, which uh, is where all the uh, all the other humans are are milling about, like 
getting food and trading and whatnot. Uh, this Cree lady who has hair, which I think this is the first Cree that we've ever seen with hair. Um, she also has white skin around her eyes, which is also very strange, because um, generally the Cree are completely blue. You don't really see any colour difference in them. They're always completely blue. Um, so she, this lady comes in with two guards and one human pet dude, and they announce that the people will be fed. Yay! The the pet guy announces this. Um, and this sort of pipe opens up and f- quote-unquote food comes out of it, which uh, the humans that are there fight over the scraps of food, which this food looks like dirt. Let's <laughs> let's just make that clear. This food looks really bad, like not even like Rice Krispies food. It looks like dirt. Like, do you think it must be kind of like dog food sort of stuff? You know, like the dry dog food you get, the biscuits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, looked more even more like dirt. <laughs> to me than, than that stuff does um, and they, they can have a, a there's a bit of a fight goes on here and then amongst this ruckus the the human pet guy gets stabbed in the stomach um, and the, the guy that stabbed him runs away and this Cree lady has two magic balls which she uses magic to, balls yes magic balls which uh, she she likes to grind her magic balls and she can also use them to chase down and kill uh, this guy who had the knife and uh, stabbed the human pet guy so they're like telepathic balls <laughs> very strange indeed i did not understand what's happening here um but it kind of reminded me of yondu's whistle thing I know I don't know what technology or whatever is in, involved in this, but yeah, this grindy ball lady <laughs> is seems to be quite powerful, and certainly in, in this scenario anyway. Uh, Simmons, obviously being the doctor that she is, uh, cauterizes the pet guy's wound, and uh, upon seeing this, the Kree, the Kree guards take her away, as well as the, the pet guy. Uh, the remaining S.H.I.E.L.D. team reunites and uh, Daisy basically plans to stalk Deke to find out what his deal with. And meanwhile, May decides that she will distract Tess whilst Coulson, Mac and Yo-Yo try to steal a tablet from the Kree. Uh, Simmons gets taken to a day spa by the, the ball lady and she gets to meet this guy, uh, Cassius, who is a dude with blue and white skin who has hair. So... I reckon this guy is like a human Cree crossbreed. Did you notice that uh, a bunch of them, I mean, even uh, the one with magic balls mm-hmm. had a, um, was blue and white. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was only only these two. I didn't, I didn't notice any of the other ones. Like, I think all the other ones were just regular Cree, but yeah, she, the she has like the a... The rest were just blue. Yeah. So she has hair. For, for one, and she also has like a white band across her eyes, um, which is not like it doesn't seem like it's painted on like a, a war paint or anything like that. It's, it seems like a skin tone. So I, I reckon that this lady and this uh, this guy Cassius, I reckon these are human Cree crossbreeds of some kind. Could be. Because I mean, otherwise, why would they? Why would they have hair? It seems very strange. But I'm I'm sure we'll f- there'll be much more about about that down the line and their origin and whatnot. Um, 
Did, have you heard of this Casillas guy before in the comic books? That no. doesn't ring a bell to me. No. no. I didn't look any of them up either. Mm. Didn't, didn't have time because you try to keep track of all the things that are going on here. Um, so yeah, we see uh, Daisy following Deke to a secret lair, which uh, is very much kind of like an opium den sort of place. But with people in VR framework-like experiences, but all entirely wireless, so no headset required. You just walk into the vicinity of this, and you're in VR and you pass out, which would be handy. Like if you just had like a VR projector that projected images into your mind as soon as you walked in the vicinity of it, like it would eliminate the need for wires. <laughs> yeah, I could. Um... It, it, it... Yeah, it was a little weird. I I don't know. It just kind of she, she just kind of went under the heat lamps, and all of a sudden she was there. Yeah, so she's obviously like went into the vicinity of uh, his simulated VR framework, and I was not happy that they went back to the framework again so quickly. I'm like, oh god, here we go. How long are we stuck in this framework for? Great. <laughs> um. So yeah, she sort of we see Daisy pass out and then wake up in this kind of simulated Earth. Um, where she sees Deke going to the pub. As you would in a simulated Earth. Why not? Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do. Um, Simmons claims to Casillas that she's from processing and that her mother taught her how to heal. Um, but Casillas kind of is like giving her trouble almost for uh, for healing this guy. And he says, oh, this a, a life spent, a life earned is a law here. And yeah, like this is like a known thing, and you're like, okay, well, fine. Like, I don't, I don't understand that phrase, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, and she, and she, but she retorts that she only did what she thought would make him happiest in the end, which, well, is the superior answer, of course. Whatever mm-hmm. would make Cassius happiest is is the the best thing to do. Well, yeah, because he's the most important. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's very self-important person I think um, the, la- the lady sort of Cree with uh, the the hair is called the Sonara which again is not a not a name I recognise from the from the comics but I mean it very well could be I'm not particularly familiar with individual Crees with the exception of Ronan Um, and Casius, uh, when it's revealed that the, the humans were fighting over scraps of food Casius uh, tells the uh, tell Sonara to give the humans some more breathing room from the guards. Yeah, okay, he's he's a nice despot leader. Fair enough, but maybe not. Uh, he does uh, he does give Simmons some what looks like grapes that he's been pruning off his sort of tree thing that he's grown in his office. Um, I don't know if it was actually grapes, but they said whatever it was it certainly looked like grapes. Um, and he mm-hmm. notices that she has no metric. And she's like, oh, uh, I took it out. <laughs> but obviously she's got no scar. But, hey, I mean, he just kind of, he kind of believes her. Like, okay. Because he's seen her do uh, some doctoring. So he he does believe her. And he says that, oh, she's perfect. And she's uh, unblemished and whatnot. Because she's got no scars on her. Uh, so meanwhile, May gets to, uh, me get 
she gets Tess to help her change her bandage, and this enables the others to enact their plan, which is Coulson breaks a pipe to alert her guard so Yo-Yo can steal a tablet from him. This is the, the free tablet thing, so they can check into that and see what's what's going on. Uh, then we get an announcement in the the main place to for uh, humans to report for metric inspection. So this is just getting going from bad to worse because <laughs> most of them don't have a metric apart from me. Um, and the, the Cree guys say here remove the children, which I was like, why? Why do they need to remove the children? Surely the children would have a metric and that would need to be checked as well. But I don't know. Um, so what the Cree do is they go around and they scan the people's metric tags on their wrists with their like uh, tablet things. Which their tablets are actually kind of very cool because they're they're like a sort of tube and they sort of sh- like flick it and it just opens out into being like a full tablet. That is a cool tablet. I want to have one of those. That's where iPads are going. In in what? And like the the tablet thing. That's where iPads are going. Like they oh, just okay. flick out from like a tube. It kind of like oh. you know, those you know those wristband things that you get that mm. uh, that curl up and uh, and you flick them out they'll they'll go f- like flat kind of kind of like that that's where iPads will go in the future and that's what basically what this is uh, so the shield guys obviously realise that they need to get metrics pretty much straight away and uh, Coulson arranges a trade with the kind of the cane dude from earlier. Um, Basically, they will work for this guy in exchange for three metrics installed in, in them. Uh, and so Daisy uh, Daisy eventually finds Deke in this pub in, <laughs> inside her, his framework thing. And uh, he offers her a beer, which, yeah, you probably, probably don't want one of these because he doesn't know what beer tastes like. So it's, you're probably not going to like whatever it is. Um, and he reveals like what's happened to you, um, or at least with this thing, his uh, his hardware is based on the framework. Although he's never he's never called it that, but it's based on the, the sort of architecture of the actual framework, um, as well as like a bit of his own programming and whatnot. Um, and he does mention that because he has had all of the historical archives erased, but he built this framework based on bits of data that he managed to gather as well as guesswork of his own and he does say as well that the lighthouse is not a prison because prison would be nice <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the, in the real world I, I hate that we're going from this framework to real world business again but hopefully this doesn't last very long um so in the real world, something called a renewal is happening. Um, basically, a low earner will be selected, and their metric will uh, will turn red. Um, then they owe a life, either their own or someone else's. So if uh, they can either kill someone, and that will be the life that is owed, or they can die, which I assume there's some kind of time limit on this. Like uh, time will run out and they die automatically otherwise you would just be like oh well you just kind of wait it out um but yeah the Kree then uh the Kree then leave a shotgun for the humans to fight over and uh, a big ruckus ensues essentially between all these different humans the uh the insubordinate dude from earlier on uh, grabs the shotgun and kind of just starts trying to blast people 
because he is one of the people that has uh, has the low metric score. And uh, the meanwhile, the Kane dude uh, does install the metrics on Colson, Mac, and Yo-Yo, um, and uses them to pin them to a wall. <laughs> To leave them just in case someone comes into his place uh, looking for him, um, so he leaves them out as uh, as an offering, <laughs> so that they don't die, and so that uh, Mac and Coulson and Yo-Yo would die instead of him and his guys. Uh, and Yo-Yo here jokes about them uh, needing an axe to cut their hands off, uh, and yeah, it's still a bit too soon for that. <laughs> The, uh, the shotgun dude arrives and makes to kill them to make up the life that he needs. Um, by this point, May shows up and fights him and, and manages to take him down and uh, Tess does end up shooting this guy and it turns out that that was the last life that was owed and the... I don't know what you would call this. The the hunger, the renewal, as they say, is, is now over and they can go back to normal. Like, what was that? <laughs> it was like the Hunger Games, wasn't it? It's, yeah, I, I guess that would be a fear uh, description. But yeah, obviously, like, only only so many people needed to die or, or whatnot. But yeah, it was kind of... It's kind of a confusing thing, and just there's so much stuff getting thrown at you, and amongst these like these two episodes, is that you're trying to you're trying to figure out how the rules work, like in this place. And I'm sure they they did a good job of portraying it as well. Like, but the shield team is confused as fuck, and 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 as an audience, we are confused as fuck as well, and and supposed to be, and that's obviously the way that it's been. Uh, this has all been set up. Uh, so the the Cree guys come to inspect uh, to inspect Coulson and whatnot's uh, metrics, and they they did get freed by the cane guy. He let them be unmagnetized from the wall, uh, and this guy vouches for Coulson and the other guys, claiming that they work for him and he's been recalibrating their metrics. Um, now, meanwhile, Casillas is not happy that his servitor, which uh, is what he calls his pet guy, is no longer perfect because well, he has the scar on his stomach that. That could be covered up, so he's okay with that. But he has a scar on his face, and that makes him marred. So, Sinara, who's the the ball grinding lady, kills him with her balls. <laughs> two balls to the heart, no, two balls to the chest, to the lungs, and he and he bleeds out, which is a shame <laughs> and a really horrible way to die. Uh, however, uh, this Cassius guy is very enamored with Simmons, and he says that oh, she's Im- immaculate. And uh, he takes something out of the dying dude's ear and uh, tells Simmons that she must learn silence because she's, like, shouting at him, telling him that he's a monster and whatnot. Um, and he then, like, puts this little silver... kind It's kind of like a slug-looking thing into her ear. And when he puts it in her ear, like, everything goes silent and she can't really hear anything, apart from, like, a low buzzing sort of noise. Um... Which could be the sound of sounds, but but yeah, so it seems to block out all sound, which is a which is a strange one. Um, so we then see uh, Daisy and Deke arguing in, in the framework. Um, basically, the Cree condone Deke's framework 
place. They allow him to continue to operate his uh, illegal business so that the the humans stay placid because if they are happy and have like this they have this kind of escape then they then they're going to they're not going to rise up against the Kree so it keeps it keeps them down essentially uh, he, they do say like a lot of metaphors in amongst this but <laughs> they say one about like the boat and whatnot and he says well the boat sank and humans are almost extinct so one wrong move and it's gone for good um, at this point he then sees a news report on the TV um, which is about Agent Daisy Johnson now this is one of the WJN news reports from when mm-hmm. she was operating as Quake um, independent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it was saying like she was a terrorist and all this sort of stuff Um so he's like, okay, you're Daisy Johnson, uh, also known as Quake, and he says that, well, he claims that he knows what happened to Earth, and he says that he's managed to piece it together, the information from the bits and pieces that he's managed to dig up. And he says it was Daisy that tore the planet apart. Shield yeah. tried, yeah, Shield tried to save the world, and it was quaked apart. Which is interesting. Um, and in the after credits, we see that. Uh, I'll just run through this quickly and then we'll, we can go back to that. Um, in the after credits, we see that Simmons, yep, she can't hear anything and she's being kept as like a human pet sort of thing. Um, but we do see that she can hear if something's being said directly to her. So Cassius like addresses her directly uh, and says that he has guests coming over and we see that a ship approaches. Don't know who it is. Um. So a lot, a lot in there. <laughs> a lot of holy shit. A lot of what the fuck. <laughs> and a lot of confusion. So what? What do you think overall of this double episode opener? Um. First of all, it was too long. Definitely. Yep. It just. Um, it was too much. Um. You know, listening to, listening to your synopsis, uh, there's one word that you kept using the entire time. Confusing. Yep. <laughs> yep, and I've tried to make it as as least confusing as possible, but <laughs> it's it's very difficult because it was very confusing to watch. Um. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that it that was confusing to watch. I mean, like, it keeps you on your toes and it's kind of a roller coaster. But I, I do agree with you that it, the episode, the, well, the double episode was too long. They should have done this as, like, week one, episode one, week two, episode two. And that would have been perfect like that. Absolutely fine. Um, I understand why they didn't do that because they would have had so many questions from people over, like, that week about what what the deal was with all the stuff that had happened in episode 1 and a lot of that was like explained and knocked out in episode 2 but I think it would have been much better if you'd had that week of like people postulating theories and stuff like that I mean that's part of the fun of like doing this show and like and watching this show as well like theorising as to what things will happen week to week uh, and like imagine having that week of like holy shit, the world is blown up. Like, what does that mean for everything? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, 
it hasn't grabbed me yet, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I watched the first two episodes Friday night when it, when it premiered. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, there, there were logic leaps, the fact that our, you know, our plot holes, whatever you want to call them, that, um, Colson didn't understand the, didn't understand the, the Cree language on the, on the computer. Um, it, I don't know. It just, you know, it's, it's kind of a budget alien movie or something. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, just not digging the vibe as of yet. I don't, you know, and this has happened before, you know, we didn't think, um, the LMD storyline, started out well last year and um maybe it's just uh that that's what this is again i mean i'm not sure i want shield in space maybe you know maybe that's it it's just um the new you know we have the budget uh star lord and gamora um Casillas so far hasn't struck me as, you know, why, why are the Kree ruling this space station, for lack of a better term? Uh, why are they just orbiting where Earth was? Obviously, you're not going back there. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't uh, you know, there be... Some type, some type of plan because obviously, uh, eventually resources are going to run out, or you would assume they would. Um, yeah, I mean, they seem to be kind of just scavenging off of the bits of the exploded off by the looks of it. Um, I mean, they did say that the the Kree showed just showed up for whatever reason, and uh, they like they took control and assessed for what they're. I mean, they they like to dominate humans, mm. but yeah, what are they using the humans for really here? Apart from to keep some of them as pets. But I mean, really, this all we've seen so far is like a few crees. So there might only be a handful of them, maybe like say fifty, let's say. I I guess let's say there's fifty, and they're controlling the, all the humans. Who knows? There might be more than that, but but yeah, what 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 are they using the humans for? Why did they want them? Maybe they, maybe they want to experiment on them, but they seem to just want to like kill them because <laughs> they were quite happy just to kill Yo-Yo. Like, yeah, well, let's just kill her. And like when uh, even with Mac, like they seem to just be want, want to like torture him a bit before they would kill him. A lot of it. I mean, the what a life taken is a life spent or whatever. I mean, what's yeah, I the point of that? that? What what's yeah. the point of the Hunger Game thing? What um. It just, I mean, I can understand, okay, these are the refugees, the survivors of a cataclysmic event. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it it just doesn't ring with me yet. Um, am I curious as to how the earth got destroyed? What led up to that? Yep. <laughs> and you know, I do, I you know, I don't 
I don't see it being an Infinity War uh, thing or even tied to the Infinity War because this is one of two story arcs this season, supposedly. Um, so this this will wrap up long before Infinity War happens. And is it, does this take place before or after the Infinity War? Um I mean, I, I, this would this would be after the events that take place in, in Infinity War, because I mean, they do say it's like that place has been there at least ninety years. Like, so that is way after in Infinity War, like where where the Shield team is now. So, why do you scoop them up in two thousand seventeen, the yep. end of last season? I I don't know, you know. Uh, right now, I didn't dig it. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I mean, I like the effects. I love the mm-hmm. the blown up Earth. I like the space uh, scene. You know, when they're flying the ship, I liked um, the alien. But I mean, this is just. Uh, I don't know. Okay, the the time, you know, when it was revealed that not only did they uh, get transported in space, but also in time, that was, and, you know, you see, realize that they're orbiting the remains of Earth. <laughs> that was cool. But, uh, you know, and I, I mean, it's just, I don't, there's just a lot of things that I just don't get or don't understand or don't care. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's as one of the things that she she does a lot. Like, I I really liked these two two episodes. I do wish they'd spaced them out by a week, but hey, um. But I, I do like all the things that happen in this episode. Um, but I do wish that they were able to wrap these like things up just a little bit more quickly because we know. I mean, we know for a fact this is going to run 12 episodes for this arc till the mid-season finale. And that's obviously... We're going to learn about all the things that are going on in, in this uh, in the lighthouse here. All the hierarchy of the Kree. And that's why they're introducing us to the, the leader in, the, in this first episode and whatnot. So that we can find out about it. And they'll probably like have some sort of rebellion against the, the Kree leaders and... They, oh, assumedly they'll free the humans get back to normal time at some point I would think but um, but then that skews your timelines because you've got bloody time travel involved in this now like I mean because <laughs> there's one timeline where they've been taken out in 2017 and then the earth has then exploded but presumably they'll figure out a way to make the earth not explode and go back to normal time well, I mean, doesn't that doesn't that even uh, by taking them out of 2017? Wouldn't that if uh, Quake is the one who destroyed the Earth, which is exactly, what he yeah. says at the end? Mm-hmm. Well, if you take her out of the timeline and move her forward, then the Earth doesn't go kaplooey. Yep, <laughs> but I mean, I I don't think it, it would even Quake the. That blew up the the earth. I mean, we haven't seen anything from her power set really that suggested that she's that powerful. Like even when she's when she's tried 
the her hardest to like quake things. Um, she's like not being able to do anything on anywhere near that scale. Like unless yeah. um, unless her like doing a quake somewhere like at a fault line or something like that is like caused some other chain reaction within the earth. Maybe like that's the only thing I can think of that it's been like an accident sort of thing that's happened. But um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like a like a quake level thing. And also like as we mentioned, when we're talking about the episode there. This isn't a shield level thing. This is Avengers level. Like <laughs> like jeez, shield deals with like. Mostly street level stuff and like some low alien stuff, not cataclysmic world ending events like this. This is like you would be like, okay, where's Tony Stark? Where's Captain America? Where's the Hulk? And if, so, if they're not there, like, what happened to them? Where did they go? Like, what happens in Infinity War? Are they all dead to allow this to happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I just I just had a hard time the 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 episodes didn't keep my interest. The storyline so you know um I don't know. First of all, they should have split it up and maybe I should have yep. split up viewing it, but um it was just I don't know. I just I just don't get the whole vibe yet. I guess. Yeah. See, I I I really really enjoyed it, but I mean, part of that's just Shield being back because mm. you know it's been away for quite a while now, even longer than normal. So it was really good to have Shield back. Well, a lot longer than normal actually, because it usually comes back in like September. Um, but yeah, so it was it was good to have Shield back, and I I really enjoyed all of it, the plot twists and whatnot. Um. I again agree, like, should have been split into two parts. One thing that was missing from the episode, though, for me, fits. I missed fits. <laughs> mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll get to see what the deal was with fits next week, maybe. Or maybe they'll wait a few weeks of that. Yeah, I definitely want... I want to know what happened after uh, Ray's diner. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, imagine, imagine fits just getting left there on his own. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh... Like everyone's gone. Like, like, is he now going to get arrested, or is he just been? Is this them being arrested and like Fitz is left to go on his way? Like, uh, and what does he do on Earth? Like on his own, does he go and meet up with uh, Bobby and Hunter because they're still kicking about down there at that time? Yeah, they're not coming back. Um, uh, Hunt, although, Hunter is, is confirmed. Oh, that's right, Hunter back, is. So. That's right. Don't know, um, I don't know about Bobby, but. They're also saying that because you have this uh, new framework, mm-hmm. Grant Ward showing up. Yeah, <laughs> they I mean, found he's probably, a way to bring him back. Again, he's probably contractually obligated to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think they've already they've already uh, seen him on set or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I mean, I I, I guess it's like. I don't know. Uh, I guess the way I would describe this right now is uh, you're walking back to your workstation with a box of a thousand sorted screws. And you trip and fall, and they're now all over the floor, 
uh, all mixed up and disjointed. And until you uh, get them sorted, you know, uh, it's uh, I just don't know what the hell's going on. It's all over the place. There's so many questions uh, that are being brought up. And yes, you're building your story and you're introducing a bunch of new characters and a new setting and all of that. But it was just, I don't know. I just, I, it just didn't, I guess it wasn't shield. Yeah, enough I mean, for I mean me. it's more I mean, I, mm. a budget sci-fi title right now. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would say it did, it did feel like shield to me, but, but yeah, I, I do agree with your point about like there being so many characters and want to introduce. I think the main issue with that is that, you're trying to give all the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. screen time as well, because, I mean, you've got, like, six main characters mm. in the show, which is uh, unusual for a show like this um, to have so many main characters. Usually they, usually they try and trim it down to, like, one or two main ones, but in in this show, they are pretty much all... Like, I know Coulson's, like, the figurehead and whatnot, but like, they are pretty much all main characters, and they, for the most part, like, for this season and... Uh, well, for last season and for this season, everybody gets kind of equal screen time mm. and gets major storylines and whatnot. I mean, you see that with like Mac last season; he had like a huge storyline. It was all, all his essentially, um, and we're going to see even more of that this season with each character. Um, yeah, yeah, introducing I... all these new players to that and like giving them backstories and whatnot is kind of detracting from seeing the guys that we actually want to know like what is going on with them. And it's you know this is this is Shield. This is a government agency, and this is just um, you know here they're just uh, slaves. You know uh, <laughs> they you know they're not they they don't know what the hell to do. They don't. They're taking out completely out of their element um, and just dumped into this and that you can say the same thing for the viewers I mean we were you know the shield you know goes in with a plan the plan goes wrong they come up with another plan uh, here that hasn't happened uh, maybe it's that they are so out of their element and trying to figure out what to do so far using their skills uh, that it just is just very, very different. And maybe um, that hasn't... So as the story builds and it gets... And we get a little more information and we get to see you know them finally gaining control of the situation, I'll be happy. But I didn't like the way it started, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the episode. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this storyline, but I would rather they wrapped it up in four episodes, and I know they're not going to. No, this has got to be an 8, an eight to 12. Uh... Yep. But, you know, and... 12. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, like I said, right now, uh, wasn't all that thrilled. Hmm. I'll leave it um, there. Yeah, I, I, I just I did check into one thing whilst uh, whilst we were talking there. The 
the writings of Coulson that we mentioned earlier. So he was mm. he it wasn't Cree that he was writing, he was drawing a map mm. which was basically a blueprint of uh of the city that they found which was underneath uh San Juan, Puerto Rico. So it wasn't he wasn't actually writing Cree, so it's understandable that he wouldn't have recognised the Cree language because he was only like drawing a diagram basically. Well, it didn't have any words or anything on it. Okay. I got a couple tweets I want to read here. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, a couple of our regular listeners uh, also chime in. First of all, Gazman sent us a, a picture of his new Silver Surfer tattoo on his arm. Oh, okay. Which looked pretty cool. Uh, Stephen Elmy. Spoiler-free opinion of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 premiere. Wow, they took all my expectations and dialed them up to 22. (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. in space doesn't begin to describe the awesomeness. Please, Marvel, can I have some more? (laughs) He also uh, wrote yesterday, uh, binge-watched the first four episodes of Marvel's Runaways last night. And that and Agents of Season, Agents of Shield season five premiere, you can tell me where the money saved making the Inhumans went. Now all we <laughs> nice. now all we need is Legion season two, and it'll be four s- servings of Marvel TV goodness, including the Gifted. Gifted ends. Uh, Gifted only got a half a season. They're only doing thirteen episodes. Hmm. I like the it? Gifted. I like the Gifted a lot. Yeah, yeah, I really like what I've seen so far of it as well. I think I've only watched the first three. I mean, there's so many shows now, like, mm. it is, it's hard to get to watch all of them. <laughs> Even just the Marvel ones, like, they're absolutely coming thick and fast right now, but, but yeah, it's good to Yeah, talk. yeah, fortunately, we'll have to, do, we're going to do something, because S.H.I.E.L.D. will go on a break for a week or two, I'm guessing, uh, mid to late December. Um... James Warren wrote in, just watched AOS season season five, episodes one and two. Explosion of an opening start to this. Just watched AOS season five, eps one and two. Explosion of an opening start to the season with eps one and great world building with ep two. I feel that this will get us back to the roots of S.H.I.E.L.D. with some great espionage espionage action to help the team get back to Earth and save us all. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about, like, the... Because, I mean, if you think back to, like, season one, the early episodes, they were all, like, yeah, there was espionage stuff, but they were all... It was very gadget-based. It was Freak really, of the Week! Yeah, there was Freak of the Week, and there was there was a lot of gadget-based stuff, and you can't mm. do any gadget-based stuff here, because there are no gadgets. Because everyone is broken. Yeah, it's going to be all space uh, crap that's on the ship. I mean, there are gadgets. There's their the the tablet, yeah. the, tablet the their uh, wrist monitor thingy. That seems more the, like a hindrance than a useful thing. Yeah. That. Uh, the thing that bolted people to walls. I mean, yeah, you're going to get a lot of great space gadgets in here. I I agree. It's going to be a- espionage based, and I'm hoping, uh, you know. I want to see how they get out of this. Because, hmm. I mean, now they're going to be working for this mm. Kane guy. 
doing whatever and, he wants them to do. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting into another who the bad guy scenario yeah. here. <laughs> well, I think it's very clear that the bad guy is the is Cassius. The I mean, he's like he's kind of like a Nazi, to be honest, because <laughs> he likes his humans to be perfect and unblemished and not marred. And if mm. they are, then he just kills them. Well, but then you also have the fact that uh, this. Uh, black market trader mm-hmm. I mean that they're working for what's his deal yep so um, and you know Deke is running the equivalent of an opium den mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see it's yes it's a it was a story it's a story building two episodes that really should have been done over two weeks. I think it was just too much, too too soon, too fast. And you got you can all uh yell at me all, all you want, uh, but I think it I think it would have been done better um with the cliffhanger, leave us hanging for a week and then come back. Yep. Um so and you telling me, well, I could have stopped watching after the first one. None of you did either. So, uh, <laughs> nah. Um, I mean, I mean, once you see that, once you see that happen at the end of that episode, and if there's another episode there for you to watch, I mean, you have to watch to see what the deal is. Agreed. But I mean, I, th- I think they they should have controlled that for us <laughs> and split it into two. So, all right. I guess we should wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. We are live every Tuesday night, or uh, yeah, every Friday night on allgames.com. Not live. The show airs every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. And we're also on uh, Stitcher and iTunes. So thank you for downloading or streaming this show. Please go uh, leave us tweets. We do read them on the air, obviously. We also have a Facebook page. You can leave comments over there. And please, if you get a chance, put, go put a review up over on iTunes. We will read them all, good, bad, or indifferent, and we really appreciate them. Uh, Andy, you have any shows to mention? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, 42 Level 1 every week with Ali. We broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30, some one thirty Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. Um, we talk everything from TV shows, movies, and mainly video games. And you can catch me Tuesday nights actually live on allgames.com at 9 p.m. on the B-Team podcast with Ryan, Fred, and Eli where we talk games, tech, movies, and TV. And actually this week I'll be talking about Coco. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. The part the part I stayed awake for was awesome. Um <laughs> And then uh, you can catch me Thursday nights on All Games at 9 p.m. as well on Knuckleballer Radio with Eli and Sean Freeman, where we get into arguments about Apple products most of the time, talk <laughs> some vape and whatever else we uh, come up with. So check them out. Uh, once again, thank you all for downloading or streaming this show. We will see you guys next week. And we don't know where the hell she is right now, 
But whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>